a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to KSL News Radio. I'm grateful to you for doing so. Uh, in this next segment, we're going to talk about something being done up at the University of Utah. But first, let's look back a little while. Earlier this year, we all woke up one morning and learned of the tragic murder of student-athlete Laura McCluskey. In the wake of that murder, the University of Utah was on the receiving end of criticism. There were individuals who thought that not enough had been done and that more should have been done and that, in fact, the murder may very well have been prevented uh, if uh, certain implements or certain measures had been taken. Uh, well, after that criticism, the University of Utah got together and they looked and formed a task force, a presidential task force on campus safety. The The president of the university put that together, uh, Ruth Watkins, and she said uh, that she was very much looking forward to uh, what emerged from this task force. And at the top of that list was the approving, or the approval rather, of the hiring of a security officer, a chief safety officer, that is. And it is uh, just a few hours ago, I received a, a press release from the University of Utah announcing that uh, Marlon Lynch, uh, will serve as the university's first chief safety officer. And Mr. Lynch joins us on the line now. Sir, I'm grateful to you for, for joining us. Thank you for uh, what you will be doing at the University of Utah. I look forward to, to getting to know you. But again, thank you for joining us on the program today. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I definitely appreciate um, establishing some relationships within the community to uh, assist as we move forward with uh, with our task. Let me ask you, uh, first off, uh, very basically, what is a safety officer? So in, in this case, uh, the chief safety officer will coordinate all of the public safety, primarily the police, security, emergency management, um, environmental health and safety and risk management efforts for both uh, the university as well as the health sciences. So it allows all of those services to be integrated, um, having a senior leader that works with the university and the health sciences leadership, as well as engage the uh, community in regards to the services that are provided. How do you come to be in contact with the University of Utah? What's your background and, uh, and how was it that you were uh, recruited to come out here? Um, this is, I'm entering my 27th year um, of public safety, both experience with the municipal, but primarily in higher education, um, higher education with university functions as well as uh, health sciences. Uh, I'm currently the senior vice president for campus services and safety at New York University in New York. Uh, but prior to that, I was at the University of Chicago um, in a similar capacity and um, was recruited for the role. They hired a recruiting firm that uh, specializes in uh, campus public safety. Um, and based on my experience, um, I partly was recruited with that, but then also the my interest in the role itself. 
let me ask you, this is a little uh, outside the topic, but I, aside from whatever uh, compensation package was negotiated, uh, you had to make the choice to make your new home Utah. What was attractive about Utah to you? Well, what's attractive to me is actually um, I have never resided in, in you know in, in that particular area of the country, but uh, I actually uh, have a, a friend that is from Utah, and we had an opportunity to spend a lot of time together several years ago, and uh, we've stayed in touch over the years. He's always spoken very favorably um, of Utah. Um, it is also a city and state, or Salt Lake City itself, and the state of Utah um, has a reputation for being very supportive. Um, of its of its efforts and and this particular effort is not only the interest of the university and the health sciences but the the larger Salt Lake City community as well. You will spend uh, I'm assuming Christmas and the start of next year in New York City in your current role, but then you will be coming here and start on February one of 2020. What when you arrive will be your first order of business? Well, I know I need to uh, I need to introduce myself to the community, so uh, I. Plan on doing an extremely large amount of listening and attending uh, various functions and meetings, both with students, faculty, and staff, um, as well as uh, those within the Salt Lake City community. Um, that will be a lot of things are on parallel tracks. There's not much time to do one thing at a time, um, so a lot of things will be um, happening at the same time. So the introductions, the meeting, the listing, also there are probably some immediate steps to uh, be taken. Um, we'll identify those. But most importantly, um, be collaborative with the community and a lot and really encourage them to be part of the various initiatives. Chicago and New York City, those are big, uh, giant, uh, kind of over uh, on the East Coast type of cities. Here in Salt Lake uh, City, we view ourselves as a peculiar and different uh, type of people uh, with different and peculiar uh, needs. What, uh, what will you use from your experiences in New York City and Chicago uh, as, you, as you step into this new role? Well, that's interesting that you... Um draw attention to the the differences with that because although both uh, New York City and Chicago are very large in regards to population and and, um, even the geography itself, they're made up of neighborhoods and the neighborhoods have their very own distinct personalities and with institutions as large as New York University and University of Chicago, um, the university and the health sciences dealt with all members of all the communities of those cities and so uh, and, and also maybe even had uh, property outside of just one particular neighborhood. So part of what I've gained over the, over the last few years is, you know, the ability to interact with everyone. And no matter what the background is or where their neighborhood is and, and you know, whatever, um, I've had to interact with them in order uh, to be successful with the public safety function. Outstanding. We've been speaking this segment to Marlon Lynch, who will, starting February 1 of 2020, assume his role as the University of Utah's first chief safety officer. We all remember the tragedy that befell uh, Laura McCluskey earlier this year. Student athlete, uh, uh, student of the University of Utah, uh, was murdered. And uh, in the wake of that, there were some, uh, some, some 
how to phrase it, uh, there was some criticism leveled against the university, and a task force was formed to ensure safety. The first order of business of that task force was to create a role of, of chief safety officer, and we have been speaking to this newly hired officer. Marla Lynch will join us here in the state of Utah in his new role February 1st. I'm grateful to you for joining us during this segment and look forward to meeting you face-to-face once you get here in February. Thank you. I would definitely welcome that opportunity. Outstanding. Uh, next segment, we have something interesting for you. There has been an observation uh, made in the census data here in the state of Utah, and it is that the birth rate is on the decline. Why is that? Uh, is that a problem? And uh, if uh, if it is a problem, what can we do to change it? We're going to speak to a demographer, someone who studies demographics, next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.